Oh, we're live already. Jesus Christ. I didn't I didn't think it was going to go on so quickly because I was still waiting for it to fucking... I was waiting for it to fucking appear on the screen. But we're, we're live. There you go. Welcome to the very first... Fucking hell. What a great start that is. Eh? <laughs> Welcome to the very first FPL war. It's me against you, big man. I'm still, he's Dan from the D&D Footy Factory. This is our first, the inaugural FPL War Show. We're going to be talking nothing but FPL. Wow, it's been, do you know what? I never thought it would come, it would come a day where you and I will be uh, doing an FPL show, man. It's crazy. Well, got to move for the times. Got to move for the times, stuff. This is what it's all about. Um, it's progressed a lot. It's, it's grown so much in the last few years. Um, that it's, it's, it's life. It's life for some people. So um, you, you got you got to fit in with what's going on. Well, this is it, bro. You know, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is gonna be the first year I'm actually gonna try with this thing because previous years I've started and I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to make changes yeah. and that kind of shit. And then obviously we had not last season, but the year before when when COVID struck, there was games every fucking day. And I just couldn't keep up keep up with it. Players yeah. getting injured, players. This are, I, 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 players I, getting injured, players missing games because of COVID, um, fixtures getting moved, manipulated because obviously because yeah. there was no fans present, they could just move fixtures when they wanted to if another fixture was called off because of COVID or whatever. So um, the fucking very, uh, European games season. and everything. <laughs> very hard season. To, it was it was literally one after the other, man. That's that's what it was, and it? it did my fucking head in. So <laughs> hopefully this season it's not going to be anywhere anywhere near as bad as what it was. Hopefully we'll have some normality, um, and I'm definitely going to stay on top of these things because, like I said, I've been fucking shit. Um, so first of all, before we um, before we go into this, talk to me about your FPO experience, bro, because I know you've been writing about uh, fantasy football for a hot minute. Yeah, just a little. Um, I scanned the market a couple seasons ago, actually, because I've been playing it more well, official. I've been playing fantasy football for at least ten to twelve years, but taking it seriously only really in the last six years or so. Um, from playing the official FPL one, because um, I used to do the Sky one, and I think there was one with Bet. Betfair or one of those things back in the day and then started playing the official one in the 14 to 15 season I think it was even 13 to 14 to 14 to 15 and then um, preferred that one before I knew that the Sun were a pagan newspaper um, played the Dream Team one back in the day but then once I realised everything went through in regards to the whole Hillsborough and whatnot left them alone. Strictly official um, FPL, and because it's, it's fair, because it's just on the league. Other ones do like points from Europe and the cup, domestic cups, and that, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, 
so yeah so just scan the market basically and saw people giving a lot of advice and whatnot but it was kind of more serious so a few seasons ago i started um, a blog the fantasy football files just a little satirical satire sarcasm just a more laid-back kind of fpl review so i'll just comment um it's a review mainly on my head-to-head game because we've played in a head-to-head league which you have joined this season for the first time and um so it's just my matchup but then there'll be other things in there like i'll talk about players or why i'm picking certain people because of set pieces or whatever kind of like the stuff we're going to get into here on, on fbo war so yeah it's a fun little read usually no more than about five minutes and that's on my blog page um danzigzags.co.uk after every game week within about 24 to 36 hours after every game we end um, consistency yeah, mate consistency that's what it's all about bruv and uh, we have to be consistent when we're doing this. So we're going to try to do this every week on a Thursday. Um, we're also going to try and keep our squads up to date. And uh, unfortunately, because uh, we won't really know too much about injuries and all that until the Friday, innit? Because Ben Ben Dinnery is fucking hot on this shit. And he, hey, he puts hey, out... Hey, look, hey, 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 hey. We, we don't everyone to know our, our, our inside guy. <laughs> oh, listen, Ben... Ben, I spoke to Ben today, and unfortunately, because we were recording so late tonight, he couldn't jump on, but he's, he's willing to, to help us out. You know, top, top bloke is Ben, and uh, I've known him for, for many years now, and, you know, we've done shows together on FPL in the past, mm-hmm. so um, I'm, I'm very, very confident he will jump on board with us sooner or later and help us out, but, yeah, so Ben usually releases the information on the Friday, doesn't he, after the press conferences and all that, so... We're good. We're going a day before, so we're not going to be completely up to date by the time A, this is released, and by the time B, we do it. But you know what? Fuck it. Um, let, let's go right into this then, bruv, because I've done my team. In fact, I've, I've changed my team, I think, about seven times <laughs> since since I've started. And you know what? I is I think it's just like a paranoia more than anything. Because like last night, Fofana picked up this really bad injury, broken leg, Whatever it was. Oh yeah, for far enough. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's it. That it was. He's a steal at four and a half million pound. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let me replace him with with Connor Cody. And then I thought, I think Wolves might actually go down this season, bro. <laughs> I th- I'm not convinced oh, with their manager. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not convinced with their manager. I'm not convinced with uh, the the new goalkeeper they got from Olympiakos oh, no. in Greece. Oh, 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 um... Jose Sarr, don't rate him. He used nah. to be at, he used to be at Porto, and we we tore him a new one. Um, mm. He's he's not on Patricio's levels. When no. you, when you go outside of the Allisons and Edisons, and um, probably some would say um, Castro Schmeichel as well, Patricio is one of the better goalkeepers in the Premier. Well, obviously Martinez now. Patricio is one of the better goalkeepers in the Premier League, so that's yeah. going to be huge because they last season were not as tight as at the back as they were. Yeah. So that's kind of um, drifted me away from getting Cody, in. but we'll see because he's a good, decent price. He's a solid price, Cody, and um, as club captain, he's going to start every game. So you know, even if they concede, you're going to get for something just because the things are defenders that even when they lose if they continuously make interceptions and blocks and clearances off the line 
defenders can still accumulate points that way mm. in, F- in FPL. So that's worth bearing in mind. Yeah. But you know what? I've I've taken Cody out. And like I said, I've changed my team about seven, eight times. And this season, I've gone primarily with players who I know will start the majority of the Watch Premier the League games. games. Yeah. yeah. Injury permitting, obviously, and suspension, uh, suspensions. Let me show you what I've got so far, because I'm probably going to change this again. All right, so... <laughs> oh, here we go. Drum roll, please. Uh, for the first time, I'm going with a fucking 4-4-2. Can you see that? Yep. Yeah? Yep. So I'm going with Edison in goal. Uh, that's, a, that's a given. I doubt he'll um, be dropped or rested for many games. He's the main man for City. Uh, today I made the changes. I put Kufau in because I know he's, he's going to be a regular. He's in my team. and. Yeah. Um, he was he was brilliant last season. He was probably best right back in the league last season. There you go. I've got target in, and don't don't forget, I haven't put these in like fullback all. Don't give a fuck if they're centre backs or fullbacks. But I know that target. Oh, that doesn't matter with fantasy football. Man. That's but this is it. All my defenders are fullbacks. There you go. Uh, so target has come in. I know he had a really good season last season. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm pretty certain, pretty certain, he's going to be a regular for Villa. And the two one the two central defenders here. Um, ben White and Tierney. Ben White's transfer fee, you can't turn it down at four and a half million quid. And you know he's going to play every game because... You're doubling up on Arsenal. Yes, I am. Wow. No European football. Yeah. Wow. Um, Tierney's going to get assists. I'm pretty certain of that. White has to play every game. He's their most expensive defender, is he not? Mm-hmm. So he's going to play, as you said. And I think he's more of a... A better option than Connor Cody, unless Cody moves to Spurs, which we I'm not really going to discuss right now because I don't know I don't know the fact. <laughs> but you you look at my midfield, I've just gone balls deep because all four of those players they're going to play week in week out, aren't they? Salah, you'll probably get 20, 25 goals this season. Mm-hmm. Madison with the assists, I doubt he'll go to Arsenal. <laughs> I really doubt he'll go to Arsenal. If he does, I'm taking him out because there's no way he's going <laughs> to. Do as well as it did at Leicester last season, if he goes there. Um, Mason Mount, he's going to play practically every game because he's a golden boy, isn't he, at Chelsea? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and Jadon Sancho, like, he's got to play every week. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give him a fly if he doesn't play the first game because he hasn't had the preseason yet, but Mm -hmm. he's going to come in. And then Martial, I've chosen him. This is last chance saloon for Martial, I think, this season. Yeah. Um, with Rashford potentially out for a few months with a with an operation, I think it was, a, was it a shoulder injury or something along those lines. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, Martial will start either wide left or through the middle. Cavani had a five week holiday, so again, he's not going to be fully fit. And Mikel Antonio, mm-hmm. you can't you know rule him out. He was fantastic for West Ham last season, so that's it's, what I've got so far. It's just injuries, but when he plays, he's, he's usually worth. Uh, a goal contribution if he's not scoring even if it's a, like a fantasy assist where he hits the post or the keeper saves it then um, someone knocks a rebound and you get an assist for that for um, FPL so yeah as long as he's fit Antonio is very useful I've got a, got a message in the chat I can't bring up unfortunately because we're using Zoom because still as an obvious Arsenal guy I can't back our defence that midfield is an abolition <laughs> you must be talking about the Arsenal. You must be talking about the Arsenal because he goes motherfucking Shaka and El Sorry, bruv. Yeah, we got Lukonga. He's a pretty decent player. I think he'll do well. Um, 
Anyway, but so my 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 uh, subs, I'm pretty pleased with my subs. Sanchez will play every game, won't he? For um right. Brighton. Yeah, he's in my squad. There you go. Cavani, he'll get goals this season for sure. Mm-hmm. Phillips and Llorente, I can't see past I can't see them sitting on the bench for for Bielsa. So this is the first time I can safely say I'm I'm really confident about this team. Obviously, it's early days. Um, so there might be some transfers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so on on first viewing, be honest, mm-hmm. is it a decent team? Oh no, it's a very solid team. It's a very very solid team. You know me, obviously, and anyone who. Um, has read obviously what the aforementioned fantasy football files. I've just got this thing where I can't celebrate certain teams getting points, so I don't pick. It used to be a lot more teams, but last season I got sucked in for using one or two Everton players. <laughs> and and, and Bar Luca Dean, they did absolutely nothing. Um, Sigurdsson, nothing. Um, there was a week where um, we spoke about Ben earlier, reported on um, Everton's team. And, and Angelotti was talking about how he was going to use Josh King. So I drafted in Josh King for a double game week in the start of the game. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, um, so, yeah, kill killed me. But, um, no, it's a very, very, very um, solid team that you've got. And as you said, you smartly picked people that are going to play. Kufal's going to play all the time for West Ham. Um, obviously, with them being in Europe, though, there might be a couple of league games that he might start. Um, is it Fredericks? The guy they... Used to be at Fulham that they've got as well. Is it? Yeah, the fullback. Right, right back, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of games. Um, as you said, T the only problem gets injured a lot, but when he plays, great player. Mm. Um, ben White, I hear you, and obviously with him being versatile, he might play at right back, centre half, or even centre mid because he's played in all those positions for um, Brighton last season. So yeah, um, youthful player. Um, useful so to get in. Target was brilliant last season. Um, uh, got a lot of FPL points. Salah, you know, like last season was the first time I started the season without Mo Salah, and mm. he scored a hat trick on the opening day. So I, um, I was just cheering obviously because my team were <laughs> winning. But I was like, oh man, because the figures as well. If I used him on the opening day, I would have captained him. So, but I had a wonderful, I had my best start ever last season. Anyway, um, and then I faded away. Uh, Madison on set pieces good thing Salah takes penalties so that's important Madison would, um, takes um, a lot of Leicester set pieces so as long as he's still there he's going to get points Mason Mount takes some set pieces for Chelsea he's got an eye for goal he can assist he's going to get points so I'll see that you've got the um, the captaincy on him as it stands or vice captain rather, just in case anything with Salah um, Sancho, he's going to play. Even if um, Rashford was fit, he would like he was going to play. But with Rashford being out with this surgery, whether he, whatever side he's used on, Sancho is going to get minutes. As you said, maybe not in the first game, but then after that, he's going to be getting good minutes. Um, so then, um, <clears throat> Marshall, I'm, I'm not a Marshall fan, but as you said, with well, neither my prof, but. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I used to be, but like too long now. He's been at Man United six years, and people talk about him like he's some baby, like he's like twenty or twenty-one years old, and yeah, potential to come. He's he's not as he's not that as young um, anymore. Antonio, as I was saying earlier on, when um, you first mentioned his name, 
they manage these minutes and with them being in Europe this season, we'll see. I'm very tempted, but obviously, because he did so well last season when he started, his price has gone up. But yeah, it's a very solid team. I've got Sanchez in my team. Um, as you said, Lorente and Phillips are going to get games. Phillips obviously takes a lot of lead set pieces um, when Rafinha's not on them, so he's going to um, he's going to get points. So yeah, it's a, um, and obviously Cavani. Cavani gets goals, as you said. You don't know whether or not he's going to start the season or not, but Cavani gets goals, movement, assists, he'll win penalties and whatnot as well. Good player. Very, very surprised you haven't got Bruno in your team, though, given the fact you're a Man United fan. Yeah, um, I think the less I say about that, the better, to be honest, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to overload my, my team full of United players. I like to spread it around because I know, obviously, Fernandez is going to get games. But then again, how much does he cost? I haven't even looked at the thing, man, to be yeah, honest. So, I think um, he's like this behind Salah and... Um, uh, behind like the Salah's, Mane's and De Bruyne's. I think he's the third or fourth most expensive midfielder mm. um, Bruno well got a message here Havertz is needed for FPL goals and assists as Chelsea's current number nine false yeah, nine yeah he'll play as a false nine that's a good one quite a few people I know have got um, Kai Havertz in their um, in their team but does this all depend on if Romelu Lukaku joins Chelsea yeah it does it does a lot can you imagine if he joins? I mean, he'll got he's he's definitely. I'm reshuffling my team to get just to get him in the team. To be honest, <laughs> Menace. Well, this is this is it, man. This is it. So, what what's your team looking like at the moment, or can you not share this information? My team? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mind because this that's the whole point of um, thing anyway. When I do the um, uh, what's it called? You can send it to me on WhatsApp. I can put it on the screen somehow. When I do the oh, okay, right. When I do the um, fantasy football files, mm-hmm. that is what I do. I beat up the selections and why I picked each player. There's always a method behind the manager, so I'll point it. So I beat right. up myself anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Nice one, nice one. Well, look, in the meantime, while you do that, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the the players that are available on on this game, right? Yeah. And uh, if you want to talk about value for money, if you look at, say, the, the £4 million players, there aren't that many available that you could say, yeah, you know, they, they get me a lot of points. But then if you look at, say, for example, last season, it's got a list here, Mankio, four million quid, got 28 points. Now, that's not a massive amount, but if you've got a squad player that you know is going to get games from now and again and you need that £0.5 million to bring in another player... I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad business, is it, really? Nope. That's, uh, yeah, that's, you've got got to think like that. I'm one of them people where sometimes I shoot myself in the foot, though, because when it comes to goalkeepers and defenders, I like to have people that I think will at some point get some minutes, even if they're my backups. Right. So sometimes I put a keeper in goal and then the one that I've left on the bench saves a penalty or Get done does something because I'm I'm left crying, but um, yeah, that's the, that that type of thing. Then considering how cheap Mankio is, those are the type of ones you need to look for if you want to have that money there to get as many premium players into your team, um, as, as you want. That's what you got to think about. There's my team as it currently stands. 
I did have St. Maximum when I showed the original one I had. I did have St. Maximum in there. And um, because you were, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? And yeah. we're saying his, his injury record isn't, yeah, isn't particularly because, good because he picked up a knock. I've downgraded to Troy Deeney, hmm. and then at the back, I had um Junior Furpo in, but Furpo took a knock or something like that for Leeds, something's happened to him. So, because I downgraded from St. Maxim to Deeney, which saved me a million, I was able to get Ruben Diaz in because I reckon he'll be like he was last season, the main center half that plays all the time. Mm. I had for City, I had John Stones for a lot of last season, but um, and he got me quite a few goals as well, considering he was he's a centre half. But um, I think Laporte might feature a bit more this season, so I think Diaz would be the one if I do keep it like that, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of transfers in the next week before the deadline to make changes. Goalkeepers, as I was saying, I like to have two that can play. Martinez, when I finally got him in last season. Even when he didn't get a clean sheet for Villa, he made a plethora of saves that got me points. Um, Sanchez, you've obviously got him as well. Solid goalkeeper, worked his way into Spain's squad for the Euros. And Brighton actually have a decent start to the season um, with their fixtures. So that was why I've got him there. So though I've got both of them, I'm probably going to use Sanchez more because they start the season with Burnley away. Watford at home, Everton at home, Brentford away, home to Leicester, and then away to Crystal Palace. So I think there's a couple of clean sheets in there for Brian. Um, Robertson and Trent is always the, the dilemma I have at the start of each season. I might change because I've got 0.5 million in the bank and have Trent in because both of them take corners and free kicks. Trent is better shooting then Robbo is, but last season Liverpool's attacking players wasted so much, so many chances that this season I think Robertson's going to get more assists than I think he got six or seven last season. I think he'll get that he'll be back getting double figures again if he stays fit. Though Zimakas, as long as he stays fit, is going to get a couple of league games to keep Robbo fresh for Champions League. Veltman in Veltman was brilliant last season. That was a shrewd purchase by. Um, Brian getting him from Ajax because he had like a year left on his contract so I don't even think it costs a million pounds and he'll play centre-back for them or um, wing-back because Tariq Lamptey would have been my original pick but he's going to miss the start of the season through injury. Um, two fouls, I said, you've got him too. We already spoke on Diaz. Salah, I've started every season. I've had him in my team since he signed in 2017 bar the start of last season. He's been in my team the whole time he's been at Liverpool. Um, could be a very frustrating player, waste some chances at times, but he's on penalties as well. And he's one of the people that when he's flowing, he flows. He'll bag you two, you'll get a hat-trick. Jota as well, my guy. I'd love to be able to fit Mane in too, but he's so expensive. Jota will get goals when he plays. Son's there for now still. But he could come out because with Greenish signing for City a couple of hours ago, I might look to get in Bundia because I know he's going to be on the set pieces. Yeah. With Greenish gone. And that would save me about three and a half million pounds and allow me to replenish um, other areas of the squad. I'm, I'm really interested to see how Son is going to be utilised at Spurs because mm-hmm. we've seen him under Pochettino and uh, Mourinho in a wide position. Um 
doesn't really go too central to start with, but his runs are always diagonal. More often than not, they're diagonal runs. Yep. But under Nuno, who's mostly using like a like a five three two or a five four one, yeah, uh, with two men in behind the front man, it, it, I, I think that might be the system that he goes with. But I think, in all fairness, mate, um, it all depends on Harry Kane, doesn't it? What happens with Spurs? Because yep. Right now, they're like, what the fuck do we do? Do we sign players? Because they haven't spent any money, really, have they? Um, well, they're about to get Romero, aren't they? For well, 50, the defender. For 50-odd mil from Atalanta. Okay. I'm, not, I'm annoyed about because you know Atalanta are my, 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 my Italian team. But I'm, and and I'm he's a superb defender, but that's that's just one um, player. That's just they, one player. They, they got... Um, Gil. They got Brian Gill, didn't they? With mm. Money in a swap for Lamella. Um, they'll do more business. I think Nuno is going to use Deli Alley. So he's cheaper than some. So that might be a decent um, uh, one to get in that. I think you'll raid Wolves as you do as well. You think Cody may be at the back. There's already been a Dharma Traore talk. You might even look for Neves and put him with Hoiberg because those two midfielders were at Wolves that he had, it was a lot of the time it was Neves and Matino, but sometimes when he wasn't playing them at centre-half, he put Den Donker there. So I can see Tottenham raiding Wolves for one of those players and then Wolves with the links that they have will just go in and probably get another Portuguese guy to um, fill the void. But um, yeah, Son will be an interesting one. We have to see with Kane. I want to have Kane in my team because if I don't have Kane in my team, he bags them, he, he bags. But if he goes Man City, he'll play. A, he's obviously going to play like ninety nine five percent of the games. But I just feel that time where I start him, he's either going to come off the bench late on, or he's not going to play, and then I'm going to be annoyed because if he does come off maybe five minutes, then <laughs> and get one point, and then someone I had on the bench is going to do bits. It's just that's just the fantasy football life that we've chosen. It. <laughs> that, that, but, that's just well, this is it. And and speaking of choices, brother, there's a question here. Um, why have you chosen four four two, not four three three? I mean, I was going to ask why. Have you, why haven't you gone three five two? Because I would I'd be tempted to uh, to put Veltman on the bench and sit Socek in the middle of the park. But why have you gone four four two? Because no, because that's the, this might not. This is probably going to change again. I did that four three three because up front I had um, Tony Bamford and um, Saint Maximin. But yeah, just because I just got Dini in, um, he's on the bench currently. It probably will end up going back and being a three four three. But yeah, as you said, that's the that's the reason why I was thinking of maybe getting Bundia in because I wouldn't mind having him for the first game on the bench. And then having Sujak in there, because I think Sujak will probably bag against Newcastle because he didn't do what I thought he would do in the Euros. So I think he's going to have like a, a really good start to the season. But yeah, this is just like, this is like my second or third draft. It will probably change because there's still what over a week until the deadline. But at the moment, that, that's how it stands because whether they win or not, I think Tony will bag against Arsenal. And, yeah. Yeah, Bamford and same with Bamford. Whether they lose to Madrid or not, I can see him scoring. That's why he's there. Yeah, so, and you're sitting there talking about Tony scoring against Arsenal. I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know, Arsenal got Ben White here, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're so you're like, I think you're saying, but I don't want it to happen. But, um, the problem yeah. with Tony though is that they think he's going to do a Bamford, don't they? Because I looked on, and half the people I know at the PFPL haven't even done their teams yet. 
when I brought Tony into my team a couple of weeks ago, he already had like 33% ownership. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> and it's making me reluctant now because I'm trying to get those early season differentials and then plug the guys in that I know are going to get points to maintain the sort of lead that I had at the start of last season. But the thing is, do you think Brentford have got enough going forward to create opportunities? You know, when, when teams get promoted into the Premier League, it's a completely different animal to the Championship. They come in with their tails up and in the first three or four games, they start off well. Then they get their asses handed to them and they end up bottom three for the rest of the season, really. I hear that, but because Tony takes pens, that's why I'm trying to stay optimistic on that one. But we'll see it, mate. Yeah, but you, have to get in, you have to get in the opponent's box to get a penalty, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I, I think they're going to cause a few surprises. A lot of the people think they're going to go down. I think they're going to finish um, 15th or 16th. Yeah. Personally, a lot of people have resigned them to, they think the three that are coming up are going to go down. But I'll tell you what, usually with FPL, I my team is listed with Southampton players. But now Ings has gone to Villa, that changes things. Mm. I usually have Carl Walker Peters in there and um, James Will Pass. And the thing is, if Woodpouse taking free kicks and penalties, he'd be a lot cheaper than having that as a son out there. And I will take son out, and that allows me to do madness. So I'll see. I will see. I will see. And what calls called the problem here, though? So Maxim had for part of last season, but he was a midfielder then. But the huge one here is that Stuart Dallas now is in down as a midfielder, which is your natural position. But obviously, before Leeds came up, um, we also used him sometimes at fullback which is why, obviously, they had him as a midfielder. Um, sorry, as a defender last season, though he played 90 to 95% of Leeds' games, either centre-mid or out-wide. Well, that's what his natural position, isn't it? Um, that he plays for North London as a winger. So um, that would be an interesting one, because last season, he was like John Lundstrom a couple of seasons ago for Sheffield United, they played in midfield, but they were down as defenders and they were just accumulating points. Like, it, it was crazy. Do you know what? Um, when you look at the players available, um, you know, because obviously we all do this. We we have a rough idea of which players we want. Mm -hmm. And then you look at their values and you're like, fuck, yeah. why? Yeah. Like, why? But I'll tell you what, Dallas... Seasons, yeah. yeah, Dallas at Leeds... Mm -hmm. 5.5 million pounds. There you go. 171 points last season, man. There you go. Yeah. 171 yeah. points. But, but a lot of those were clean sheet points because though when Leeds conceded, they conceded two or three, Melier made a, kept a lot of clean sheets. So obviously with Dallas being a defender, he was getting the goal or assist points along with the Was he a defender points. last season? Yeah, that's what on, I'm just saying. On this? Yeah, on there. Oh, they put him into midfield now. That though he was a mm. played midfield, he was a, that's what I'm saying. It's like Lundstrom two seasons ago at Sheffield United was down as a defender, but he played all their games centre mid. So Dallas will get nowhere near that amount of points this season because he's not going to get the clean sheet points. Going from a defender, you get what four clean sheet points. Midfielder just one. So if he even touches a hundred, you've you're laughing. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Ward Prowse earlier. Mm -hmm. Fucking hell, man! He got 156 points last season. Yeah, he got more than pieces. yeah. He got more than Sterling, Mount, mm -hmm. Suchek, Mares, De Bruyne. Mm -hmm. That that's incredible. Zaha. And the other thing is as well with um, Joy Ward Prowse, he gets booked a lot, 
but somehow he, him and Ibia were the only two players in the Premier League to play all start all 38 league games and play every single minute in the season. So when you think of all the yellow cards Ward Prowse got to still deliver that many points, because bookings, scorsions affect bonus the bonus point system. So to accumulate that many points is ridiculous. So out of all the players that you've seen, which one would you say is a bargain for what their value is? Possibly Dallas. Um because obviously I think Brentford have got not a bad start to the season. Someone like maybe um, Rico Henry for them. Um, Aja, they've just bought from Celtic when he gets going because he can play defence or midfield. Um, could be useful. I think um, I've already mentioned Bundia. I mean, if you said piece of what, not six might not be bad. Um, but yeah, Brighton, I think that there was a lot. I think once Tariq Lamptey gets fit, then they can shuffle and get Veltman at centre-half. I think the likes of the Tariq Lamptey's on the right, Dan Burns going to play left-back or um, he's natural position in central defence. I think teams like Brighton could be targeted. Um, Masuaku at West Ham because Cresswell can play centre-half, obviously, as well. And Masuaku gets forward well. So those, those type of teams, those are the ones I would say... Um, to target Crystal Palace as well now Van Arnholt I think he's gone on a free to Galatasaray which means Tariq Mitchell is going to be their first choice left back he's like 4.5 when I started him last season he got a good amount of points for me and in the one week that I benched him he got his first goal for Palace at home to Villa and he got an assist in that game as well so I think Tariq Mitchell um, Gwehi, who they've just got in as well. Joachim Anderson, Palace have got. So target Palace, but a few games in target them because their start to the season, they got Chelsea, not great. Brentford home, that's a decent fixture. Away at West Ham could be all right, but then they got Tottenham. So, yeah. see, but, but look at the pairs later on. Um, and maybe Watford. Watford's start to the season isn't that bad. They've got Villa, but that's at home. Then they got away to Brighton. Then they're away to Tottenham, but then they're home to Wolves. And then they've got um, away at Norwich and home to Newcastle. So with the fact that Didi's on penalties, that's why he's on my team. He might be able to accumulate some points. If they keep hold of Saar, Ismaili Saar, he could get some points there. And Watford, I'm sure they just bought um, the ah, what's he say from Werder Bremen? The um, the Bosnian. Oh, now you're asking a question. The, the, the Bosnian. Wait, give me two secs. I'm sure they've got in um, and I'm the Bosnian guy from Werder Bremen who I already. One sec. Oh, or was it Norwich? But, but it turns guess it's good, my mate. <laughs> obviously, you spoke about um, yeah, no, so it was Norwich that got him, not Watford. Rashika, right? Bremen, and he's a baller. So players like that. So Norwich, well, but no, obviously Norwich play Liverpool first. So again, maybe a few games in. 
because mm. um, the start might be a bit. But well, this is you. You just mentioned that game, right? Mm. Do you think that's the perfect game to put Salah as your captain? Because when you look at the fixtures on the opening day, United Leeds, you can't really call that one. Yeah, Burnley, Brighton, again similar. Chelsea Palace, you'd have to put Chelsea favourites because Palace yeah. are practically a brand new squad. But again, yeah. you, you don't know what to expect. Um, Everton, Southampton, Benitez's first game. Are they going to be on the yeah, front South, foot? Southampton weaker. So yep. you think Everton would win, but the first day of the season is an anomaly. Yeah, Les- Leicester Wolves. That can go either way. Yep. You think Leicester should be winning, but that could honestly go either way because Wolves. We'll see how much minutes Jimenez gets, but with Fafana out. Um, Hmm. Is he going to try and put... Because that gives them a problem in central defence now. Mm. So he might try to play one of the full-backs. He's got Evans and Soyuncu, hasn't he? Unless he plays three at the back. Yeah, unless he goes, yeah, unless he goes to um, three at the back. So, obviously, they've got Bertrand now. Um, so, yeah, you might move some more. He might put Ndidi there. If he does go three at the back, he might play Ndidi at a half. Um, so yeah, we'll see there, but yeah, first day, a lot of those games there, anything can happen. A lot of them sound like draws on paper, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know, it's, it's just one of those where you, you look at the fixtures, and if, if you were to do your accumulator, you're looking at Liverpool to win away from home. The way that Spurs are at the moment, and City going there opening day, you can't see past City, uh, Chelsea home to Palace. And, and maybe United to beat Leeds purely because of, of Jaden Sancho, but... Yeah, I think if he starts, but I think um, I think United will still concede even if they win. Mm. See, I, I'm just looking... I, I keep looking at this squad of mine. I'm thinking, well, if Conor Cody does go to Spurs, which is a possibility, I'd be tempted to put him in there, especially with um, Romero coming in. But it's interesting to see how much, how much Romero will cost because he's a solid central defender. Yeah. Um, but Lewis Dunk, man. Lewis Dunk at five million quid after last season That's getting 130 points. Absolute bargain. That's what I was saying about earlier about Brighton players. That's mm. a bargain because you know Dunk, he like he gets booked a lot as well, but fair set pieces, he'll probably get at least five goals this season. And he'll be one to get flick-ons in the box and whatnot. So whether or not it's a proper opt-to-register assist or a fantasy assist with him being the last Brighton player to head the ball, whether or not he hits the bar, mm-hmm. the keeper saves it or whatever, dunk is a bargain. So is there a player that you think is going to stand out? And I don't mean the obvious, like your Harry Kane's, etc. Is there one where you think kind of is going under the radar at the moment and maybe not many people are picking them? Um Recently, looking, a few more people have got him, but um, Jack Harrison is permanently a Leeds player now. He got a lot of points last season. Um, don't sleep on him. Uh, I was just going to say Norwich, Todd Cantwell. When they went down, sometimes he didn't start, but when he did, goals and assists, and he's only 5.5 million. Rashika, I was just mentioning before, is only 5.5 million as well. So these are players that could get points. And um, Billy Gilmore, alone from Chelsea, there is only 4.5. Don't really see him scoring, but with his passing ability, 
you might be able to for like um through balls etc might be someone that might be able to accumulate some bonus points and be useful to have as a cheap person i'd say oh when when you look at like i mean i'm looking at like someone like region i think he's only been purchased by 2.6 percent and he'll he'll be left wing back i believe anyway i suppose i can't see uh, ben davis coming in and then you look at Ndidi, you know, 5 million quid, 1.1%. Tiago, 5.5 million, 1.1% people yeah. purchase. And I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. Yarmolenko, five and a half million pounds, 0.4% of people have been signing this guy. Um this is, this is the this is the thing, but it depends on the minutes he's gonna get, because we all know about that left foot, but we don't mm. know how many minutes we don't know how many minutes he's gonna get because um when he came to West Ham, that would have been something I would have immediately someone I would have immediately have been thinking to have in my team at the price that he would be at. Are you surprised? Are you surprised that Aubameyang is over ten million quid? Nah, because though he's actually gone down. Yeah, he's he was more he was more expensive last season, but obviously they balance it the value in terms of what their productivity over the season. So people last season that helped me out that were decently priced, Madison, who's in your team, Harvey Barnes, because of the season they had, like I think they both got nine legals, their values of nine legals each, their values have gone up. Um my other team, because I, I do I, I do this thing where I, I pick two teams. Yeah, Dunks in this one. Um to some extent, some people for their premium defender might think Cancelo is well priced at six million because though for a defender that's quite hefty when you yeah. think that um Trent is seven point five and Robertson is seven million, if you were to take one of those out and get Cancelo and you're getting someone that makes a lot of tackles and interceptions for cities, has an eye for goal and will assist. The only problem is it's, it's pep through letters, isn't it? You, no one knows what. 11 <laughs> he's got a name I've actually had one week where I had I didn't used to pick Man City players a few seasons ago but I had one week where I had three City players in my team and they were all on the bench <laughs> for the double <laughs> for the first of a double game week and that, that's mad bro because like he's brought in Grealish for 100 million and you're, you're still thinking is he going to play like every that's what I'm game? saying I brought up a post on our Insta earlier and the first comment someone said, yeah, of course he's going to play, it costs 100 million. But I went through the City team that I would play with the fact of the form Sterling was in in the Euros and there was no Grealish in it. Well, they spent how much unless, on Nathan Ake last season? 40 mil. Unless they, unless they play off as a false nine, which has worked for them. So it could be De Bruyne um, or Foden they use as a false nine. Even bloody Gundogan could play there. But in saying that as well, the way Greenish plays at about three kicks he wins, he could play there. Because City get goals from anywhere. It doesn't have to be down the middle lane. The cutbacks, you know, the diagonals and whatnot. So even Greenish could play as a false nine if need be. Yeah, true. Because people forget that he's obviously a, naturally a 10. just that the way Villa played him from a couple of seasons ago, off the left, cuts inside, gets fouled all the time. Mm. All the time. Yeah. Do you get players, points? Do you get yeah. points for being fouled though? Um, <laughs> do players get if, points if they score directly from the free kick or penalty? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that'll be on on De Bruyne, right, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, get get um, yeah, De Bruyne scores the pen. Greenish gets the fantasy assist. 
<laughs> not, not not to register the one, but yeah, it all counts in fantasy football. But look at when you think of this though, um, with the ownership that Salah has, Salah always is around fifty percent ownership. Mm. Sadio Mane, after how poor he was last season, with only nine league goals for a man that's been competing for the Golden Boot for the last couple of seasons. Sadio Mane is only owned currently. I'm sure it will be a lot different within the next week. He's only currently owned by 3.6%. Mm. That could be an early season differential. Yeah. What about Ferran Torres then? Because you look at that City midfield that we have in the, on the on the FPO. You've got Grealish, He could, he could Roya, play full side, as we were just yeah. talking about. He could play full yeah. side. Ferran Torres is actually a very good finisher for someone that doesn't play centrally. You sort mm-hmm. of we go inside forwards. But... Um, yeah, this is the problem I'm saying though with Pep though. You don't, it's Pep Roulette, as all fantasy FBO players will know, you don't know what team he's going to name. Otherwise, I'd have Sharon Torres all day. He's what, about £7 million? Um, he can finish. He can finish. Yeah, there you go. All right, dude, well, look, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it all up? I'm trying to think in terms of obviously another one guy who will be on set pieces, but his price has gone up because he had a decent season last season. Jared Bowen is only only yes. 2.1% currently, and he's only, I say only, he's gone up, but he's 6.5 million, which is a decent price for you to still squeeze mm. in um, premium players. Yeah, um, but you know what, bruv, what, what I will say, like, it's like a running joke on this podcast, one shoot defence anyway, and I speak to Rodri and, and uh, Steve Ayer about this. I'm like, well... When the fans weren't in the stadiums, West Ham were doing really well because they didn't have them on their back. <laughs> but now that the fans are going back in, that London stadium, Moyes is fucked. <laughs> He's fucked. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna come, if, if they lose a game, they're going to come for um, Sullivan. And, Dildo uh, Brothers. And yeah. Gold again. Yeah, the, yeah Dildo Brothers. They're going to come for them. Try trash the stadium. Well, so there you go. What would you do? And these are other factors that I'm looking at. I mean, okay, fair enough. I know I put in Kufa and Antonio, but I know that they're both going to perform. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Even if the team isn't doing well, they're, they're going to perform. They've got they've got a number of useful people. Fabianski is a useful keeper. And then even they've, they've got, signed Ariola, though, haven't they? Yeah, but then even they've got Ariola in to give him competition. And Ariola is a good goalkeeper. We've spoken about Kufa. Chris is going to be on set pieces. He's going to start literally every game. Um, Aaron Cresswell. Um, Ogbonna is cheap and gets the odd goal from the set pieces. We've spoken about in the midfield about Suchek. Just spoke about Bowen. Um, shame we've not got Lingard this season. Um, and then obviously up top, Antonio, you've just spoken about Yarmolenko. So they've got numerous different people that could be factors and they're all reasonably priced. Um Talking obviously as well as you said about the bargains, um, I, Ethan Pinnock will play you because obviously your formula is picking people who are going to start. Ethan Pinnock at Brentford will start all their games at centre half. He's only 4.5 million. So I'd say him or um, Rico Henry at the back. Um, they're going to get turned over by Liverpool in their first game. But um, I think um, Krul might have, has, I'm sure I heard he had a knock. Angus Gunn, who they've just got in, Brian Gunson from um, Southampton, he's only 4 million. So that could be uh, could be a useful goalkeeper in the early part of the season. 
but yeah, there's different there's different options. I say look 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 around at teams fixtures, and then target people who you think you can use during the first five or six games, and then that should resist you from having to use your wild card really early on. Because some people are seeing use their wild card, wild card, their first one anyway, in the second or third game of the season. I'm like, man, you didn't even let your team flow for a couple of games to see what's going on. You want to try and resist losing as many points, to, um, obviously, in the first part of the season, but don't draw for that wild card too quickly. Um, there's not going to be as many double game weeks as last season. So picking your triple captain is going to be a crucial thing. Um, bench boost too um, is going to be vital. But I preferred the old one that they had. I'm not the biggest fan of the free hit chip. I preferred when they had um, all-out attack. That was one of my favourite chips because then you have those games where you've got, you you think all your midfielders and attackers are going to flourish and you don't want to leave anyone on the bench. All that attack allowed you to do that and only use two defenders. I prefer yep. that chip. Don't, yep. know why they, don't know why they changed it, but yep. such is such is life. So yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's just though, man. It's just if you're not willing to keep tabs on your team on a daily basis, look out for transfer news. You mentioned Ben earlier. Listen to press conferences or read up when need be. If you're not about that life, then then <laughs> you might want, want to consider whether you want to get involved or not. It'll be easier than last season. Last season was the hardest season ever in FPL because of the reasons you mentioned earlier about mm. COVID and the postponements and that. But um, you've got to be very tactical, especially if you're playing head-to-head. You're in my head. We're in two head-to-head leagues. You're in my which right. is a money, which is a money league, of course, as well. So if money, <laughs> if money does not drive you to be more determined and efficient then I I'm, I'm actually more determined just to stop D-Man from fucking oh, chatting yeah well he won but the first joke is the inaugural um, Justice League my pay league um, my my boy from school my brethren Andrew won that um, and then the second one D-Man won last year's one that I can tell so he's running his gums already in our FPL group <laughs> Um, (laughs) I I heard him on the show listen I heard him on the show the other day and he was like I won the FPL league I won it with my relatives I won it at work I won it with my church I won it with this I won it with that (laughs) I won it with with my old youth club I used to go to but you know the funny thing is and Sam back to me on it as well when I was running a mock in, at the start of the season, because like for the first 10 to 12 games, I accumulated the most amount of points I've ever had, and I was far at the top. FBL talk on the D&D footy factory was about 90 seconds. Once he started becoming top, he would go through all the results and all the leaks. It would take up about eight minutes, and then you wonder why there's barely any time to discuss the other topics. Chris Wilder got sacked. They spoke about it for about one minute because man wanted to talk, talk about how he's top of every FBO league. Sun. I saved my gloating for my statuses, and I know people will probably mute uh, muted me. You know. Do you, so, so, so do, do you think that he's gonna he's gonna win it again this season? Well, he's the favourite. He's two. He's, yeah. he, he's two to one on. <laughs> he's the fa- black black pep. They call him black pep. Oh boy, oh boy. I'm gonna have to come uh, come and do a yeah. He's, come he's, do David Moyes. He's the favourite. Like, head, head, head to head makes head to head makes it much more interesting because when it's just normal scoring, once you get off to a lead, it's very unlikely 
you're going to be finished lower than second or third. Head-to-head keeps you involved. And also there's a prize in my league as well for having the highest score in a week. In this okay. So um, that keeps you, even you could be bottom of the league, doesn't stop you from getting the highest score. So it should keep everyone involved until the last day of the season, hopefully. So... Well, not hopefully it should do if they're being serious about and if they value their life. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah, so it's going to be interesting. But yeah, it's all about strategy. Don't don't draw for them chips too quickly. Yeah. So it's the Justice League that obviously people have to pay for. But uh, I also have uh, the No Trofters League. No so Trofters. there you go. And we have how many people got in this one? All right. Let me let me have a look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I think it is. I'm not going to count it again. I think it's 17. <laughs> so uh, it would be great to have one more person in there just to make it a nice 18. Um, and we've got Marko Shepovic, who plays for Omonia, which is a fucking honour. Jeez. I love the guy. I love the guy to bits, man. He's still convinced that Timo Werner is going to be banging in goals this season. But I, I, I think I, he will. I, I, don't, I don't pick Chelsea, Man United or Arsenal players, but I think Werner will have a good season. But even if not, he's a good fantasy player anyway because he wins penalties and he gets the fantasy assists as well as like the proper assists as well. Um, obviously, you get that for a penalty anyway, but he has shots because if he's wild finishing, he'll hit the post or the keeper will save it and someone else will not the rebounded. So... He's still useful to have. Absolutely. Well, look, someone's asked what league is that? It's just a head-to-head league that I've created. So if you want the uh, link, I don't know how to contact people. Um, I guess if you're on Twitter, give me your Twitter out and I'll DM you the uh, the invite and you can join and then I'll close it so that we can have just 18 people. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, that's it. So, bruv, that's it. And that's it for another episode. Well, I say another episode. It's been the first. So hopefully we'll do this every week. Every Thursday night, um, work from in obviously. If it's not Thursday, then it will still be squeezed in because we, um, I do usually do any other ones on a Thursday, but if we will, we will get them in weekly, there you go. And it's a good reminder for me to uh, <laughs> to change the to, to do my changes at least. I'm like, oh, I did a podcast last night, <laughs> now I can I could change my players, yeah, trigger. Yeah. I don't that's, need to put a reminder on my phone anymore. That's the whole point of um, the fantasy football files. As well, go. because if you bother to read it, then you're going to be aware of the deadlines are and other changes and whatnot. But yeah, Voila. strategic. It's not always about and consider whether or not you want your bench to just be cheap people to give you more for your first eleven, which means if there's any injuries or anything like that, suspensions, then you're screwed. <laughs> or um, if you want it to be competitive, so you know if someone wasn't to start, just say you've got Man City players in there, Pep Guardiola does a Pep Guardiola, then you know there's someone with the bench to come in there and can still plug that gap, still get you points. There you go, see? Words from the expert, although next time I think we should get D-Man on just to uh, yeah. just to hear the yeah, chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, told, I told him, I, t- I told him, and he, he's down, we'll, 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 get, we'll get him on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, hear a bit of his mouth. Let, let the listeners hear what he's all about because you get it on a Saturday morning. Hey, do you know what? He might let it out on, on a Thursday night and then you'll be all right for the Saturday morning. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We reveals his team, unless like we have an exchange of voice notes, he'll, he, will, he doesn't like to reveal his team. Oh, okay. I can pussy. Really <laughs> no, but you have to be strategic because after that, someone will then 
make the changes to level up with you. Right. So if your differentials don't come through, then you won't win your head-to-head games. That's the whole point. That's what I'm saying. Mm, okay. If you're just doing a normal point scoring league, not as um, much of a worry, but otherwise you've got to you know, keep, your, keep your cards close to your chest. Mm. Otherwise, your opponent, opponent might try This to completely run. defeats the object of what we're trying to do, then, doesn't unless, it? Unless, <laughs> unless they've taken too much of. Uh, oh, no, no, but that's why I'm giving tips of players that I wouldn't pick. I'm still, mm. I'm still informing because, like, obviously, you've shown my team there. Other weeks, I might not be so. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, listen. As you said, you got to be strategic, man. And listen, this is the first of many. It's going to be fun. Um, someone's asked DND Footy Factory question mark. Yeah, the DND Footy Factory is the podcast or the show, the radio show that you do on On Top FM yep. every Saturday morning, 10 until 12. Yep. I don't listen to it on the FM, I listen to it on TuneIn Radio. Yeah. Um, but if you want a replay, we have it on Shoot Defense. So just go to uh iTunes, Spotify, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Google Podcasts, Heart Radio, whatever. Yeah, and it's on our sound. Oh, you want Heart Radio? That's all brilliant. Um, and it's on our SoundCloud. So yeah, you No excuse not to listen no to excuse. it. No excuse. It's on every platform. Yeah, so it's just it's just go- even Google D and D Footy Factory, and then you'll yeah, get some I links. Yeah, the shows will come up. So yeah, there you go. So yeah, there you D&D go. D and D Footy Factory or D and D Football Factory, wherever, and you can catch it. Lovely jubbly. So there you go, Mr. Mr. Domina. It's absolutely been brilliant. Um, first podcast wrapped up. Would you want to plug your shit before we uh, end it? Whoa, you've just done the product integ- integration, Uncle. <laughs> you've, just, you've just done it right there. <laughs> ah, okay, what, what about your socials then? What about your socials? What about your socials? Come on. At, at double D, D-U-B-U-L-D-E-E. Um, and um, the show... Are at is at dd footy factory underscore that's at dd d for delta um footy factory underscore and that's the same on um, instagram as well splendid excellent well that's it for our first episode of fpl war i've been still he's been dan double d so until next time ladies and gentlemen be smart Don't spend all your money on Harry Kane.